0: Wake up with Sophie and Jeff. Weekday mornings on Ottawa's Pure Country 94. Only four more days till Christmas. Can you believe it? Jeff is officially on holidays already. I'll be on holidays as of Friday. Uh, I imagine a lot of you have started your holidays because I didn't see a lot of you on the road this morning. It was pretty quiet. Although people still manage to create traffic even when there is no traffic. Uh, Today is Short Girl Appreciation Day. Jeff just missed it. He's married to a short lady. Uh, She's lovely. Crossword Puzzle Day. Look on the Bright Side Day. Short Story Day. Don't Make Your Bed Day. All right. You can get away with it once a year. And Fried Shrimp Day, although none of that seems very Christmassy at all. Coming up in three things. It's uh, not the most uh, uplifting start to the day. We'll talk about eight teenage girls who've been charged in the stabbing death of a Toronto man. That's making headlines. And other things you need to know include what made... The Canadian Press's International Story of the Year. That's coming up. I'll give you a hint. It comes from Ottawa. One, two, three. Jeff's Three Things. Jeff is on Christmas holidays, and I'm taking care of three things. Let's start with thing one. Eight teenage girls have been charged with the death of a Toronto man. This is making headlines Uh, Internationally, a 59-year-old person living in a shelter to keep people off the street was stabbed to death by eight teenage girls in Toronto. This is uh, so devastating. The mob of underage teens were between the ages of 13 and 16 years old, and police are calling it a swarming. Uh, authorities say three of the eight suspects had been in trouble with police before attacking the deceased victim. The girls now face second-degree murder charges. My goodness. Between the ages of 13 and 16, I mean, there goes your life. Uh, So that is something that uh, a lot of people are talking about. Thing two, they came to Ottawa by the thousands with different goals and different grievances, but they have uh, continued to make the headlines. We can't argue that. The protesters who formed the self-titled Freedom Convoy... Across the country, blockaded the streets of the capital and international border crossings, um, well, have now made a new title for themselves, the Canadian Press Newsmaker of the Year. They were chosen by editors in newsrooms all over Canada. And the decades-old annual tradition, apparently, at the Canadian Press is meant to reflect the person or group of people that had the biggest influence on the Canadian news cycle that year. Now, that doesn't mean had the biggest influence in You personally, it just means that what was everybody talking about, whether you agreed with it or not? It was one of the biggest news stories of the year. And according to the Canadian press, the biggest in Canada. Thing three, today marks the beginning of the winter solstice. Yes, it's the first day of winter. I know, right? I could have sworn it came earlier, too. So it's the shortest day of the year. Today in Ottawa, the sun will rise at 739 this morning and it will set at 422 this afternoon. (sighs) We made it. It's here, and that's what you need to know. Sophie and Jeff, the podcast. Christmas is all about country music and traditions. We know that Luke, Brian, and his family love to eat chili dogs on Christmas Eve. Um, That's certainly a unique one. We talked about unique traditions yesterday on the show as well. Brian Kelly of FGL and his wife, Like to pamper their four dogs who they call their babies, and they bake them special Christmas treats around the holidays, which I thought was really cute. And Keith Urban says one of his favorite, favorite parts about Christmas are the lights going up. He says the lights, the music, all of that, the house sort of transforming into Christmas He said he really loves it. That's his favorite part. And if you love country Christmas, make sure you're listening this weekend. We have a country Christmas special coming up. We're super excited about it. We'd love for you to listen to it. You can ask for it on your smart speaker or check it out on the iHeartRadio app. It happens on Christmas Eve and Christmas morning. All the details at PureCountry94.ca. Wake up with Sophie and Jeff. Weekday mornings on Ottawa's Pure Country 94. We're only four more days away from Christmas. Christmas. and if you are hosting a family dinner no pressure but it's a lot of pressure right and when you're cooking a turkey and maybe you're cooking one for the first time how much turkey do you cook per person this is always a big question and it really affects uh the entire day because you need enough time to make sure that you get all the turkey cooked so coming up I'm gonna tell you how much turkey per person you need to cook for Christmas dinner To make sure that everybody has exactly the right amount they need. And maybe a few leftovers too, right? (laughs) Sophie and Jeff, the podcast. If you are hosting a Christmas dinner this holiday, you might be stressing about how much turkey to buy. It can be very stressful. I remember the first time I made uh, a turkey for my family. It was a few years ago. I never cooked a turkey. It was always my mom's thing. I didn't do it at Christmas. I did it at Thanksgiving. But I felt a lot of pressure, and I'm like, I want to make sure I got a bird that's big enough for everybody. Uh, and, you don't, you definitely want there to be leftovers because you don't want anyone to feel like they can't ask for seconds. That's maybe the worst thing because it's really that meal, that special meal you only get once or twice a year. And so, you know, asking for seconds is almost a given. And so in order not to stress out too, too much— How big a bird should you cook and how much turkey do you really need per person? There's a chef out there named Mark Gooch Noguchi who says the most important thing to keep in mind when buying a turkey is how much it will shrink. Now, I was today years old when I learned this. You could lose up to 20 to 30 percent of weight in the turkey during the cooking process. I I, I really didn't know that this happened. So if you've ever cooked a turkey before— And you thought, wow, this is going to be more than enough. And then you took it out of the oven and you go, well, this doesn't actually look like that much anymore. It's probably because it shrunk. So Noguchi says the easiest way is to shop by a pound for every person. So if you've got, you know, four people coming to your table, make sure that each person has a pound of turkey. So four pounds in total, that equates to about five to six ounces of cooked meat per person. Now, to maximize leftovers, again, like I mentioned, and make sure that everyone gets seconds, he suggests bumping up the poundage, <laughs> and I love that he says poundage, per person to one and a half to two pounds a person. And if I do remember correctly, the last time I made a turkey, I do think that I—, I allotted two pounds a person just in case and like most of the time not everyone's going to eat that but let's be honest there's more for you right Sophie and Jeff the podcast good morning it is seven o'clock here on the morning pickup with Sophie no Jeff he is already on his holidays Coming up this hour, a Would You Rather Wednesday, a Christmas edition for you. This one's actually a lot of fun. Can't wait to find out what you have to say. And a useless question in the next 10 minutes. Also holiday related. We'll talk about traditions. Useless question of the day with the morning pickup. Here we go. Your useless question is 83% of people say this plays a huge role in their holiday traditions. Yes, 83% of people, a lot of people say this plays a huge role in their holiday traditions. 100 bucks in a lot of 649 vouchers up for grabs that includes the gold ball jackpot and the guaranteed $1 million prize plus the classic jackpot of $5 million. Find your possible. You can text your answer in to 949494 standard rates apply or you can call it in at 613-750-9494. I'm getting texts about my voice. I apologize. Um, I do have a little bit of a rasp this morning and I wish it was from singing too many Christmas carols. That was a cute message. Uh, No, unfortunately I've been battling uh, an illness for the last several days. And I, you know, tis the season is the second you get better, you get sick again. So, uh, and this is a new thing for me where my voice just peters out every time I get sick now. So you're welcome. (laughs) I know you love it. Oh, I, I even have a cackle now. That's awesome. That's great. 83% of people say this plays a huge role in their holiday traditions. If you can get past the terrible sounding voice, that is today's Useless Question, and I can't wait to find the answer. Good luck. Useless Question of the Day with The Morning Pickup. Have some great guesses from you on today's Useless Question. 83% of people say this plays a huge role in their holiday traditions, and one of my favorite guesses this morning is mimosas. (laughs) Because I love them, but... Uh, I wish they played a bigger role, I guess. Uh, Drinking is a popular guest as well, watching Christmas movies. Gifts, family, baking. Baking is close, 83% of people say this plays a huge role in their Christmas traditions. Um, Their upbringing, uh, the way they open gifts. Christmas tree cutting, that used to be a big tradition for us too as kids. We always went to the woods and cut down, well, not, sorry, not the woods. We went to Christmas tree farms (laughs) and cut down trees. We didn't just go to ranch. Could you imagine? How griswold is that? uh, Recipes handed down from family members. That's also very close. Almost a little too specific. Pajamas, very good guesses. Uh, Decorating Christmas uh, ornaments and trees together, very, very good. 83% of people say this plays a huge role in their holiday traditions. A bunch of you got it, but no one faster than Tammy Turner, who guessed food. Just food in general. People equate to having a huge role over the holidays. And I don't know about you, but I'd have to agree. Congratulations, Tammy, by the way, you've got yourself 100 bucks in Lotto 649 vouchers. We talked a little bit about family traditions yesterday, and food really does play a huge role. And I think it's because food in culture also uh, comes with a lot of tradition. Like you mentioned in your text, recipes that are passed down from generation to generation, cooking together, baking together, sitting at the table together, having those conversations, listening to the music. Uh, So 83% of people agree that food is sort of what brings them together over the holidays. Uh, Some other things that they found over the holidays include that... Uh, 69% of us had holiday traditions growing up uh, and that 43% have holiday traditions that have been going on for almost 20 years in their family. Very, very cool. But the kind of sad stat about Christmas is that 72% of us say we enjoyed them more when we were younger. I think that the holidays were different when we were younger. You know, being a kid and experiencing Christmas is a totally different experience than uh, when you have it as a grown-up, but I wouldn't take away anything from either. I think they're both spectacular. Ottawa's Morning Pickup with Sophie and Jeff. The podcast. Coming up, Would You Rather Wednesday, got a 50-50 choice for you, holiday-related, obviously. Have Scrooge as your boss or Clark Griswold as your dad. (laughs) Okay, so it sounds like an obvious answer, but really think about it. There are pros and cons, mostly cons to both. Have Scrooge as your boss or Clark Griswold as your dad? Would you rather? That is today's question. Sophie and Jeff, the podcast. We have a holiday themed Would You Rather for you today. You get a 50-50 choice and you can only pick one, but you have to say why. Have Scrooge as your boss or Clark Griswold as your dad? Now, this is not as easy a, a decision as you might think now. There are pros and mostly cons to both of these. So Scrooge, let's start with him. If he's your boss, you have to work on Christmas. You don't get paid nearly enough money. You don't get heat where you work. Uh, he's awful. So the energy he brings into the building every day sucks. You got to deal with that. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. He's like terrible to all other people and animals. Uh, he's really a horrible person, in fact. but. Um, it, this doesn't say whether or not you could get through this with him on his journey to becoming a better person. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm i imagining Scrooge as he uh, first was with everybody. And then you've got Clark Griswold as your dad. Now, watching Clark goof around and try to put up Christmas decorations and make everything super fun for his family is great when you're watching him do it. And all the other people around him are suffering and you're, you know, sitting comfortably on your couch at home. But imagine he was your dad and he was that accident prone and he caused that much damage to your home and that many problems and that many fire hazards. Your insurance would be through the roof. I'm not sure that you guys would be able to put food on the table if Clark Criswold was your dad. And after a while, wouldn't it get kind of annoying? I don't know. This is not that easy. Getting some texts coming in here. I already had Scrooge as a boss, so let's give Clark a try. No problem. All right. Did you really have a Scrooge? Was it that bad? I'm really sorry if that's the truth. Scrooge as my boss because eventually he finds his Christmas spirit, says Stephen. Yeah, see, this is this is the only caveat that I'm sort of thinking of, too, is if you can endure Scrooge before he has his epiphany, uh, then you might be okay. But if, if this is meant uh, to be before Scrooge has his epiphany, then I'm not sure that it's actually bearable. Uh, this text says, my boss is already a Scrooge. Wow, a lot of you coming in with the text about your boss being a Scrooge. So I'll take Clark as my dad. He's extra with the decorations and getting a pool. Yes, please. And if it all goes up in smoke, well, you'll still be the jolliest bunch of a-holes this side of the nuthouse. <laughs> I love that. That's really good. All right. Okay. What do you think? Is it as easy uh, as it sounds, would you rather have Scrooge as your boss or Clark Griswold as your dad? So far, what I'm learning is there are a lot of scrooge bosses out here. Sophie and Jeff, the podcast. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, however you say it. We are four days away from the big day. And today's Would You Rather is have Scrooge for your boss or Clark Griswold as your dad. And, you know, I thought if you gave us a, a little bit of extra consideration, it wouldn't be as easy an answer as it sounds like it is. However, what I'm learning is that a lot of you feel like you have a Scrooge boss already. And I I think that's kind of sad. I didn't realize there was such a problem out there with Scroogey bosses. Getting a lot of texts from people saying, I already have a Scrooge boss. This is my life. Already dealing with it. So I'll take Clark Griswold or I'll stick with my Scrooge boss. Now, we all know that Scrooge has the epiphany when he sees, you know, uh, all the ghosts from Christmas present and Christmas past and Christmas future. He realizes that what Christmas is really about is family, friends, and the spirit of Christmas. However, some of you are not having the same experience with your own Scrooge's. This text says, I'm a nurse and I have a Scrooge for a boss. I also had a Clark like dad. So I guess since I'm still going to work each day, I am still waiting for my Scrooge boss to have their epiphany. Now, fingers crossed. I don't know if it helps, but maybe we could plan some sort of uh some sort of spirit visit where we just scare the crap out of your Scrooge boss and see if that helps. I don't know. I'm just brainstorming. Sophie and Jeff, the podcast. Good morning. It's 8 o'clock here on is Pure Country 94 in the morning pickup with Sophie and Jeff. No, Jeff, he's already on Christmas holidays. So I'm taking care of three things, which is coming up in the next 10 minutes. We'll talk about something incredible that Keith Urban has done in Nashville. Are your Christmas decorations dangerous? And what was the top trending cuisine of the year? You might be surprised. In fact, I didn't really know this was a thing. One, two, three. Jeff's three things. Jeff is already on holidays, so I'm taking care of three things. Let's start with Keith Urban, who is not only one of our favorite country music stars, but also one of the nicest guys out there. He's obviously in the spirit of giving because he just donated $250,000 to four separate Nashville charities. They're the Music Health Alliance, the Nashville Food Project, Thistle Farms, and Vanderbilt Breast Cancer Research. Keith says, I have a deep-seated respect and gratitude for the work these organizations do to make people's lives more manageable. Their commitment to community shows how much we can accomplish when we're working together. There you go. I thought that was a nice heart warmer from Keith Urban. $250,000 donated to charities in Nashville. That's thing one. Thing two, are your Christmas decorations a fire hazard? The answer is probably. You may have... Heard recently that your Christmas tree could be negatively impacting your air quality. They say real Christmas trees emit like volatile organic compounds into the air and they can bring in mold and pollen from outside. And fake trees potentially contain plastics, PVCs, and flame retardants, that kind of thing. That affects your home's air quality, yada, yada, yada. Now there's this insurance companies found that 97% of people who decorate inside their homes for the holidays do so with at least one fire hazard. So basically, everyone. And 76% of those people who decorate use multiple fire hazards. We've got candles, two or more extension cords plugged in together, tinsel, which can be very flammable, apparently. Holiday lights, indoor holiday lights, like on a Christmas tree. Uh, and a lot of people say they keep those lights on even when no one is home all the time. Now, that that is like Christmas decorating 101. If you have a real Christmas tree... Please, oh my God, turn the lights off when you are not home, especially if you're not watering the tree enough because apparently less than 17% of people who put up a real tree water it every day like you're supposed to, and that is exactly what starts the fire, okay? So uh, if you have some time today, maybe do a quick inventory of those things and see if you're guilty of griswolding your own house, all right? Thing three, Grubhub's top trending cuisine of the year was... I'm not going to tell you yet. A popular New Year's resolution, of course, is always stepping outside your comfort zone to try new things, right? We're always like, oh, we're going to be more open and trying new stuff. So some people may have done that in 2022 by experiencing a new food type, (laughs) the Outback Steakhouse. (laughs) Wait, what? Yeah. I'm not sure how adventurous it is per se, but Grubhub just released their year-end report and the top trending cuisine of the year was Australian. I'm putting a question mark behind that because... Uh, I'm not sure uh, why they didn't list any particular restaurants, but on their app, they do consider Outback Steakhouse to be Australian. And, like, I'm not really sure how legit that is. But Australian cuisine was up 531 percent year over year. South African cuisine got the second biggest jump at 294 percent. But overall, most ordered foods were pretty basic. And, like, we we say we want to branch out, but we're not really – gonna do it burritos were number one i still don't get the whole burrito thing burrito bonanza burritos were the number one top trending uh food that was ordered um followed by cheeseburgers cheese pizza now not cuisine it was the number one food that was ordered because the cuisine was australian cheese pizza pad thai chicken quesadillas sushi particularly California rolls, which are the least sushi of the sushi, fried chicken sandwiches, Caesar salads, chicken tikka masala, and boneless wings. Those were, the, <laughs> those were the top, I guess, ordered foods, according to Grubhub. And funny enough, dessert seems to be trending the same way clothing is because the 90s called and tiramisu was back. It was the number one choice for dessert this year. I like it's nuts out there. Bucket hats, wide leg jeans, tiramisu. Sometimes it feels like you're stepping out of a time machine when you finally decide to leave the house. Anyone else? Like, does anyone else feel that way? And that's what you need to know. Selfie and Jeff, the podcast. How's that Christmas shopping going? You've only got four more days. So uh, hopefully you're tying up all those loose ends. Earlier this morning, I posted a meme on our socials. And it says, I try my best to shop for Christmas presents. Then I see something and think, you know, who would like that? And then it says me with a picture of the Grinch and a very mischievous smile on his face. And it actually sparked a conversation because if we're being honest with each other, we've all done it at least once where you're out there holiday shopping for all the people you love and you see something that you're like, oh, man, well, it's, I'm not really supposed to be shopping for myself. And I don't know about you, but I, I have to say those things out loud to myself while I'm out there going, okay, Sophie, focus. You're not shopping for you right now. You're shopping for everyone else. Because if you like to shop, sometimes it's hard and not to get distracted. And I'm glad that I'm not on my own because I've got a lot of people coming coming out saying, yeah, guilty here, guilty there. Like Jenna on Facebook who says, um, while trying to shop for other people over the holidays, she bought herself a trip to Toronto to see Mariah Carey Christmas, um, which is pretty cool. Anne says an air fryer and some Bath and Body Works products. Christine says a vacation. Um, Alicia says she bought herself a mug. And then uh, several other people say Bath and Body Works. And so that <laughs> that made me think about certain stores where you go into that you know you're in trouble. Like you have to go in there with a plan or you have to go in there with um just just so much discipline that it takes a lot of energy and for me totally with you on that bath and body works is one of those stores and when they have those those three wick candle sales right you're like oh my gosh or and they have the soaps they always do like you know 6 for 35 or something crazy like that and you know i'll be fully stocked with soap and thinking to myself i don't actually need soap but then all of a sudden I need soap. Uh, So Bath and Body Works, I feel like that's a pass. I don't think it's fair that if you walk by a Bath and Body Works store while you are holiday shopping for other people that you should be in any way expected to just pass through without stopping for anything, especially if the three-wick candle sale is on. What other stores do that for you? Uh, that's the question. I think for me, another one is Indigo. I am a I am a danger to society when I go into that store. I'm always like ooh 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 ooh. And then of course, there's HomeSense where we all get lost in the shuffle. But if you've bought yourself anything for the holidays, don't feel well not for the holidays during the holidays, I should say. Don't feel bad. You're not alone. We've all been there. But what was it? And which store is the store that you cannot control yourself? In? <laughs> Sophie and Jeff, the podcast. It's our favorite time of the year. It's everybody's favorite time of the year. Let's be honest. But sometimes, sometimes we like to get ourselves a little something, something where we're supposed to be shopping for other people. We were talking about what you got yourself this holiday season when you were really supposed to be shopping for everyone else. Got some funny texts here from you. I love this one. I went drunk shopping on Monday with my stepmom and stepsister. Only bought for myself. How did that come about is what I'd like to know. Was it brunch mimosas? How did you guys all get drunk together on a Monday and then go shopping? I mean, I, it's, a, it's a beautiful plan, and maybe we're a long-lost family. I'm not sure. This one says, good morning. I bought myself a Roomba. Figured it would be a great way to keep things clean while company's here at night without me having to vacuum. I love it. Uh, I'm not buying things for myself, but when it's buy one, get one free, I tend to get the free one. <laughs> Win-win. And finally, went and got my nails did. But you know what? To be fair, nails, I don't think that counts. You got to do you, you know? Wake up with Sophie and Jeff. Weekday mornings on Ottawa's Pure Country 94. Jeff is on holiday, so I'm taking care of three things coming up in the next three minutes. We'll talk about uh, what is making Canada's most newsworthy story of the year. We'll talk about Jennifer Nettles. She is going to be part of a new reality dating show for farmers, in case you're interested. And another new reality show coming to TLC. This one, I'm not sure. It's kind of a tough sell. But if you are really struggling for things to watch, you might be interested. Jeff's three things. Jeff is on holiday, so I'm taking care of three things. Thing one. They came to Ottawa by the thousands and the droves with different goals and grievances, but they were all in agreement that they hated the COVID-19 health restrictions. And so protesters who formed the self-titled Freedom Convoy made international headlines over the course of several months and are still making headlines today in court. So the Canadian Press Newsmaker of the Year is the Freedom Convoy. That is according to the Canadian press, who every year, and this is a decades-old tradition that they do, um, picks you know, something that was meant to reflect the person or group or people that had the biggest influence on the Canadian news cycle that year. And I think we can all agree that it was definitely the Freedom Convoy. Whether you agreed with it or not, it was the biggest story in Canada in 2022. Thing number two, Jennifer Nettles. Oh my gosh, one of my favorite. Country humans, okay, from Sugarland, Land. Uh, one of my favorite duos, uh, as I... Uh, was growing up listening to country music, she is going to be hosting a a new reality dating show for farmers. It's called Farmer Wants a Wife. (laughs) I love it. And it'll premiere March 8th on Fox. It's actually a reboot of an old show that ran in 2008 on The CW. Clearly, we don't remember it. A single farmer meets a bunch of city girls and decides which one to marry. But because Jennifer Nettles is hosting it, I may actually watch it. And Thing 3, Go Figure, is another reality show. This one is a much tougher sell. Okay, so there was an episode back in 2008 on 30 Rock, the comedy series, which included a fake reality show called Milf Island. And the plot was described as, quote, 25 super hot moms, 58th grade boys, no rules. Obviously, they're kidding. They're not actually in the eighth grade. So leave it to TLC to make an actual reality show about this. A trailer just dropped for a show called Milf Manor featuring eight hot moms and eight younger men. That's a quote from the show. Uh, But there's a shocking twist. Uh, they don't say what it is, but the trailer makes it look like maybe the younger guys are the sons of the males, meaning these women have to watch their sons hook up with the other mil- It's The whole thing is completely bizarro, but we're really hard up for stuff to watch, and uh, no one's making anything super good. So MILF Manor hits TLC on January 15th. Enjoy, and that's what you need to know. Sophie and Jeff, the podcast. One of Ottawa's most favorite annual traditions, Magic of Lights, is happening it at Wesley Clover Parks still on the go you've got plenty of time it happens until January 7th you can go to magicoflights.com for all the details ticket information is there too and guess what you can bring your dog did you know were you aware <laughs> you can bring your dog to magic of lights i sometimes wonder i think stella would really love it i have actually brought her in the past and i live in the area so i i'm always very um i guess wide eyed because It's so nice to see so many people enjoying that experience every year. And it never gets old. So if you want to check out Magic of Lights, you've got plenty of time to do that. Proceeds from ticket sales obviously going to support Chio. Such a great time. Magicoflights.com again for all the details. Sophie and Jeff, the podcast. It's the morning pickup with Sophie and Jeff. Jeff is already on holidays. We're only four days away from Christmas. That is one of the first things we learned today. (laughs) You wake up in the morning and you're going, oh my gosh, only four days? How do you feel about that? Are you almost done everything? I've got a few things left to do. I'm a little nervous about how much there is. But then you sort of sit back and realize that at the end of the day, and I imagine planning a wedding is a lot like this, where if all the little things that you wanted to get done don't get done, it doesn't take away from the day itself. So Really looking forward to this weekend, regardless of whether all the things I have to do get done or not. Early this morning, we learned that the Canadian press has named the Freedom Convoy as the Canadian press newsmaker of the year. Now, all the editors in all the newsrooms across Canada get together for an annual tradition, and this is decades old, where they pick... Uh, someone or something which is meant to reflect a person or group of people that had the biggest influence on the Canadian news cycle that year. Now, we can agree that whether you agree with the Freedom Convoy or not, it was the biggest story in Canada this year. We also learned that Keith Urban is the most generous person in country music. Well, not the most, but one of the most. He donated $250,000 to four different charities in Nashville. Very cool. Your Christmas decorations could be a fire hazard. Now, this isn't new news, but definitely something to keep in mind. Have a look around. Do You got a whole bunch of stuff plugged into one, one socket, you know, one outlet. What do you got going on back there? Are, is your Christmas tree, is it watered? Is it dry? Are you leaving your Christmas lights on when you leave the house? These are, you know, Decorations 101. If you want to start a Griswold family fire, then that's a good way to do it. But I'll tell you right now, it's probably not going to be as funny as it is in the movie. So maybe do a little bit of an inventory today when you're walking around the house. Grubhub released its top trending cuisine of the year. It was Australian, but not like real Australian. Outback Steakhouse Australian. That's what they called it. And finally... I can't believe we talked about this, but man, is it ever slow out there? Melf Manor is a new show coming to TLC January 15th, in case you were really hard up on stuff to watch. Uh, Another takeaway today is useless question was all about food, where 87% of people say this plays a huge role in holiday traditions. And Tammy Turner got it first before anyone. Food was the correct answer. We'll do another useless question tomorrow. And... How much turkey per person do I need to cook for Christmas dinner? This was awesome because if you've got the pressure of cooking the bird this year, there is one chef named Mark Gooch Noguchi out there who says there's a really easy way to keep this in mind. It's one pound per person. Now, it's one pound of raw turkey because, also learned this today, that your turkey shrinks when it's cooked. It loses 20 to 30% of the weight during the cooking process. So... If you want leftovers or people to have seconds, try two pounds a person, and that should be a pretty good gauge for you. Finally, it is the first day of the winter solstice. It officially starts today, the first day of winter, the shortest day of the year. Sunset happens in Ottawa at 422. So enjoy it while you've got it. I'll be back here tomorrow. Have a wonderful day. Shannonella is next. Wake up with Sophie and Jeff. Weekday mornings on Ottawa's Pure Country 94.